Welcome, listeners, to another episode of The Judgment Pod. I'm your host, Alexander King, here to dissect three intriguing stories that have sparked some heated debates. In today's lineup, we'll delve into a horseback riding dispute, a will that's causing family tensions, and a shocking revelation that's testing the longevity of a relationship. Buckle up, folks, because we're about to discover who's in the wrong in these complex situations. Our first post of the day is titled, Am I the asshole for telling my niece that it's her fault my horse kicked her? I, 27 years old female, have a niece, 14 years old female, who is my older brother's, 36 years old male, and his wife's, 34 years old female daughter. She's a very sweet girl, and she loves my horses and the other horses I board, which are my friends. My brother and his wife live in the city, while I live in my uncle's ranch on my mother's side in a different state. My brother and I have different mothers, but the same father. They sent my niece to come stay with me for a few months, which I greatly accepted. She's been good, and she calls her friends back at her home state and FaceTimes her parents once in a while. She's a great help with feeding my animals and my horses. The only problem is, she doesn't know how to ride horses and sometimes teases the horses. I have two very young horses, a filly and a colt, which are very excited horses, and I don't really allow her in the field with them, as they like to kick and buck even when people are around. And I have an old stallion, which was my first horse my uncle got me. His name is Rooster, and he is 32 years old. That is my niece's favorite horse. She always wants to ride him. But I don't allow anyone to ride him, and I don't ride him anymore. He's very patient and kind, but he doesn't like anyone touching his back legs and his tail when you walk behind him. He will kick, but when he knows you are there, he doesn't mind being touched back there as long as anyone approaches him in the front. Overall, he's a great horse. She will tease him with a lunging whip by tickling his back legs and his tail, trying to get him to kick. I have told her numerous times and warned her, but she still continues to do it behind my back. Well. I told her to go get Rooster out of the pasture and into his stall. She went to go and get him, and I heard a scream in the barn. I got over there, and she was holding onto her leg, crying in pain, while Rooster ran back to the pasture. I asked her what happened, and she said Rooster had kicked her left thigh. I asked her if she touched him on the back legs or his tail, and she said she pushed him on his tail to get him in his stall, and that's when he kicked her and ran off. She started cursing about Rooster and doesn't want to be around him. I told her it's her fault she provoked him and for not listening to me after so many warnings. I told her that bruise on her leg is a lesson now to be careful around bigger animals, especially ones that can kick at any moment. She can walk it off, and she called her parents after. They called me and told me that it was my fault for not supervising her and that they are going to get her home. I told them everything, but they won't listen, and my sister-in-law told me I need to get rid of Rooster. I told her no and hung up. Now I am wondering, am I the asshole? Top comment number one reads, You're not the asshole. Fourteen is old enough to take directions and warnings. You have told her several times not to do what she did. She didn't listen and continued to do it anyway. Rooster gave her a lesson in why she should listen to warnings, directions. I mean, if you keep telling a kid not to touch a stove because it's hot, and they don't listen and touch the stove and get burned. 
Are you going to throw the stove out? To me, this is the logic of her mother. Top comment number two reads, You're not the asshole. She's 14, not four. 14-year-old kids should not need constant supervision to ensure that they don't do something asterisk they were told not to do asterisk. Also, teasing an animal, especially an aging animal, is a crappy thing to do. Tell her parents that you would like them to fetch her and that you'll consider allowing her to visit again when she's mature enough not to sneak around behind your back and disobey your specific instructions. I have kids this age and they are absolutely old enough to know better. Top comment number three reads, You're not the asshole. This was not the first time she touched the horse and you have told her multiple times not to do so. So yes, it is her fault she got kicked. And if your brother slash sister-in-law slash daughter are not even living at your property, what right do they have to tell you to get rid of Rooster? I know who I would be getting rid of. Our GPT-4-powered Am I the Asshole expert Dorothy had this to say. No asshole here. The niece, being a teenager, was testing boundaries and acting inappropriately by teasing the horse despite the aunt's clear instructions, which constitutes a minor misstep due to her age and potential lack of understanding of the real dangers involved. The aunt is not the asshole, as she had set clear boundaries and expectations regarding the horse's behaviour and communicated the risks involved with ignoring them. The aunt's response to the situation by stating the injury should serve as a lesson is a bit blunt, but not inherently disrespectful given the context of repeated warnings. The parent's reaction is also understandable they are concerned for their daughter's safety. They might be acting more out of fear and protective instincts rather than assessing the full situation rationally, resulting in a hasty judgment to bring their daughter home and a misguided request to get rid of the horse. It's a stressful situation for all parties, but there doesn't appear to be intentional disrespect or unkindness, just reactions driven by worry and the desire to protect. Our second post of the day is titled, Would I be the asshole if I decided to leave everything I own to my employee instead of my siblings? I'm getting up there in age, 77 male, and my health hasn't been the greatest. I suspect I only have a few years left, so I've been arranging my will for after my eventual passing. I'm the oldest of five siblings, three brothers and one sister. The oldest of my siblings is 70 and the youngest is 59. I only have contact with them sparingly because of big differences in values. I don't have any children and have never been married either. I own a small cafe where I serve drinks, coffee, tea, non-alcoholic drinks, etc., and small meals to go along with it. Above the cafe is an apartment where I live. I own the entire building as well as the ground it is built on. Three years ago, I hired a part-timer, Leah, 16 female at the time, now 19 female, to help me out. I was doing everything alone before then. Leah has been a great help and really enthusiastic about work. She has helped me a lot, even outside of her work. Our bond has become pretty great and she often refers to me as her bonus grandpa. Because my bond with Leah is much better than my bond with my siblings, I intend to leave the cafe, the apartment, and the ground to her when I pass. I know she would take good care of the cafe, and it would give her a good head start by already having a place to live. I will be sitting with a lawyer to arrange everything in regards to taxes as well. My siblings have in recent years been discussing what they would do with the building after I pass, 
Renting it out, letting their grandchildren use it, or just selling it have been options for them. They will most definitely not be pleased if I leave it to Leah instead. Would I be the asshole for leaving my property to my employee in my will instead of to my siblings? Top comment number one reads, You have a kind and compassionate nature. However, I want to bring up an important concern. It would be beneficial to designate a group of individuals, a team, to support and assist Leah with legal matters, protection, and anything else related. Unfortunately, there are individuals who can be unkind and may try to take advantage of someone like Leah for personal gain, especially given the size of your property. Top comment number two reads, You're not the asshole. Your stuff, your decision. Make sure that your lawyer is aware of the conflict with your siblings so that your will can be as ironclad as possible. Your siblings will dispute it, and Leah will not have funds to hire a lawyer to defend it, unless it is written into the will that estate funds will be used to defend the will. Don't know if that's even a thing, but it sounds good. At the least, I believe you should specifically mention in your will that you do not wish to leave anything to your siblings or other relatives. Best of luck to you. Top comment number three reads, Not the asshole, they should not discuss your property like you are already dead. Our GPT-4-powered Am I the Asshole expert Dorothy had this to say. Based on the information provided, you would not be the asshole for deciding to leave your property to your employee, Leah, rather than your siblings. As an individual, you have the right to distribute your estate according to your wishes and values. It's important to ensure that your legacy reflects your personal connections and wishes for the future of what you've built. The bond you've cultivated with Leah, alongside her dedication and the care she has shown for both you and the cafe, suggests that you have thoughtfully considered the decision of whom to leave your property to. Your siblings, although they may naturally have expectations, are not automatically entitled to your assets. It seems your decision is not out of malice towards them, but rather out of a meaningful relationship with someone who has been a significant part of your life in recent years. However, it would be wise to communicate this decision to your siblings at an appropriate time to manage expectations and potentially lessen any hurt feelings or family conflict. The level of offence to your siblings will likely range from minor misstep to moderate offence, depending on their expectations and sense of entitlement. However, the measure of whether you are an asshole in this situation rests more on the nature of your relationships and your motivations rather than external reactions. Ultimately, it's your estate, and you have the right to bequeath it in a way that you see fit, especially to someone who you believe will cherish and maintain your legacy. It would not be considered disrespectful, inconsiderate, or unkind to do so. Rather, it's a personal choice that is entirely within your rights to make. Our third post of the day is titled, I'm a 26-year-old male, and my 33-year-old girlfriend is mad because I only took one of her daughters shopping. What can I do to make it right? I have been with my girlfriend for just over a year, but we have known each other for about three years through mutual friends. She has three daughters, 10, 13, and 14. The oldest daughter has a different father than the younger two. While the younger daughter's dad has contact with them and takes them every other weekend, the oldest daughter's dad hasn't been in her life since she was born. After three months together, my girlfriend and her daughters moved in with me. I know that may seem like it was too soon, 
but her housing situation wasn't great. She was living with a friend from work. I do not have any kids of my own, so I don't really know how to be a parent, but I have always tried my best to support my girlfriend in her parenting decisions. Two days ago, I finished work early, so I picked the girls up from school. They usually take the bus, but I called my girlfriend after work and she asked me to pick them up. When we got home, I heated up dinner for them, and afterwards I asked them if they wanted to go shopping with me and grab some pizza afterwards. The youngest two didn't want to go because their friend was coming over, so they decided to stay. However, the oldest daughter wanted to come with me, so I took her to the mall, bought her some clothes, a new phone case, and some other small things. Afterwards, we went to get pizza. After the pizza, I wanted to drop her off at home. My girlfriend was already back from work by then, because I needed to go to one of my rental properties to fix a few things. However, she said she wanted to go with me, so we did. She spent most of the time on her phone, and she tried on some of the clothes she bought and showed them to me. We came home around 9 p.m., and that's when the fight broke out. My girlfriend was really angry at me for only taking the oldest daughter and not her other two. So I explained the situation about their friend coming over and that they didn't want to go with me. But she claimed I was favoring the oldest daughter, which isn't true, because I wanted to take all three of them. We had a huge fight about it. It was our first serious fight. The oldest daughter stepped in, defending me, but that didn't help. Since then, my girlfriend has been cold to me. I offered to take all the girls together another time, but she said she doesn't want my pity. And I don't really know how to fix things between us. TLDR. My girlfriend is angry at me because I only took one of her daughters shopping as the other ones wanted to stay in with their friend. I apologize for any spelling or grammatical errors. English is not my first language. Top comment number one reads, Your girlfriend is being ridiculous and is taking advantage of you. Top comment number two reads, You moved her and her three children in too soon, and she's taking advantage of your kindness. Top comment number three reads, She moved her three early teenage daughters in with you after three months. Yikes. Our GPT-4-powered relationships expert, Dorothy, had this to say. Firstly, it is important to validate your girlfriend's feelings. Acknowledge that, from her perspective, it may have seemed like you were showing favoritism, whether it was your intention or not. Affirm that you care for all of her daughters equally and that it was simply a circumstance of the younger two choosing not to join. To address the situation and prevent future misunderstandings, I advise the following concrete steps. 1. Have a calm, private conversation with your girlfriend where you actively listen to her concerns. Don't interrupt and make sure she feels heard. 2. Clearly explain your side of the story without downplaying her emotions. Let her know your decision was based on the children's immediate wishes and not a preference. 3. Acknowledge that communication could have been better. Inform her promptly when there are changes in plans, especially involving her children, to avoid misinterpretation. 4. Develop a plan to spend quality time with each child individually. This not only counters the favoritism argument, but also helps in building strong individual bonds. 5. Suggest involving her in the planning of these activities in the future so she feels included and can see the fairness in the arrangements. 6. 
Show consistent treatment towards all her daughters in daily life. Pay attention to how you distribute your attention, time and gifts. 7. Finally, talk about how you both can handle disagreements in the future, preferably through discussion rather than conflict. Offer a sincere apology for any distress caused and reassure her that your intention was to provide care and support. Moving forward with this level-headed, empathetic approach can help repair any trust issues and prevent similar issues from occurring in the future. Our fourth post of the day is titled, I'm a 25-year-old female, and my boyfriend, also 25, whom I've been with for 12 years, just told me he's had a baby. How can I get over this? I've been with my boyfriend since we were both 13. I always imagined we would be together forever. I have only slept with him, as he is the only boyfriend I've ever had. I've given up so much for him. I didn't pursue my chosen career and go to university because it would have meant moving away from him. I passed up the opportunity to move abroad with my family, and I now have no family living in this country anymore. I also passed up going traveling and nights out with friends during what should have been the best years of my life. We own a house together, and we split the mortgage, but I put the full $10,000 deposit down as I am in a financially better position than him. I always envisioned growing old with him, spending my life with him, and having kids with him. However, we briefly broke up in December and early January after an argument. During that time, he went out and slept with somebody else, but he didn't tell me. We just got back together, and nothing was said about it. Yesterday he spoke to me very upset and told me that in September he had a baby girl with a woman he had a one-night stand with. I asked why he didn't tell me sooner, and he said it was because he doubted the child was his and he wanted to block it all out. So he was ignoring the girl. However, the girl contacted his mother, and his mother had a grandparent DNA test done, which proved she's the grandmother. Ever since then, his mom has been arguing with him about being involved, as she sees the baby every weekend, and telling him he needs to tell me. He only told me because his mom said if he didn't, she would. I don't know how to handle this. My boyfriend is crying, saying he was trapped. He claims that the girl told him she was on contraceptives and was allergic to condoms. He's saying he's not ready and he doesn't want to lose me. He's even making threats on himself if I leave him. I don't know what to do. Do I forget these past 12 years and all I've ever known and move on? Or do I forgive him and try to make this work? TLDR. My boyfriend of 12 years got another girl pregnant while we were on a break and only told me two months after the birth. He says he isn't ready and I don't know what to do. Eat it. Against my better judgment, I did message the girl and asked how we could move forward. I also sent her my best wishes. However, she just said that she doesn't care if he does or doesn't want to be involved, and that the door is open, but she's glad his family is involved. Then she blocked me. I don't want a stepchild at all. In fact, I don't even want a child of my own for at least another five years. I asked him how we would move on from this, and he said, we will just pretend the child doesn't exist and go about our lives, which disgusted me because I never thought he was the type of coward to abandon an innocent child, and I don't want to be seen as enabling him to do that. I truly believe even if I was out of his life, he wouldn't see the child, and with us still together in that situation, I'd be seen as the evil one, and like I somehow condone his actions. I envisioned him as a strong man of good character, and the fact he doesn't want involvement with the child 
and keeps referring to the baby as it, and has even blocked his mom off of everything because she is seeing the baby, and he doesn't want her to, makes me look at him in a different cowardly light and is giving me the ick. If he had told me when he found out that he had got a girl pregnant, but they'd need a DNA test, then got a DNA test when the baby was born and he had stuck by the kid, I don't think I would even be asking this question. I would be upset and not want to be a step-parent, and I doubt I would be involved myself for a few years, but I would have supported him and accepted his mistake. The way he's gone about it has ruined everything. If he truly loved me and cared about me, he would have told me from day one. Top comment number one reads, That would be a deal-breaker for me personally. Also, the fact that he didn't tell you about it until he had to, and is now being emotionally manipulative so you don't leave. Top comment number two reads, Honey, you are finished. You are still so young. You can do better than this. You will do better without this. Top comment number three reads, One, break up with him. Two, sell the house, split the proceeds, minus your down payment. Three, go to college. You should never ever limit yourself educationally or professionally for a boyfriend. This is a very hard lesson to learn, but I hope you take this to heart. You are young. You still have time to go to college and start a great career. Our GPT-4-powered relationships expert, Dorothy, had this to say. Given the profound complexity of your situation, it's crucial to approach this with a clear mind and prioritize what aligns with your values, emotional health, and long-term happiness. Firstly, it's essential to acknowledge the gravity of the betrayal and its impact on your trust in the relationship. You've experienced a significant breach of trust, not only through his infidelity, but also through his concealment of a child. Equally serious is his intention to ignore the existence of his child, which raises significant ethical and character concerns. Secondly, consider that staying in the relationship would likely mean dealing with the reality of his child, despite his current dismissive attitude. It's neither feasible nor morally defensible to pretend the child doesn't exist. Additionally, assessing your partner's character based on his response to this situation is not only appropriate, but necessary when considering a future together. You mentioned several sacrifices made for the relationship, which can often lead to feelings of being too invested to leave. However, the concept of sunk costs should not be a reason to stay in an unsatisfying or harmful relationship. Your mental and emotional well-being should be paramount. Here's a concrete plan of action. 1. Immediate self-care. Take some space to process your emotions. If you're overwhelmed, consider staying with a friend or finding a temporary retreat where you can reflect calmly. 2. Counseling. Seek professional therapy for individual support. A therapist can help you navigate your feelings and make a grounded decision about your future. 3. Legal consultation. Speak to a lawyer to understand the implications for your shared property and finances if a breakup is on the horizon. 4. Long-term considerations. Revisit your dreams and aspirations that you put aside. What do you want for your future, both personally and professionally? 5. Communication with your partner. Have a serious conversation about the future, his responsibilities towards his child, and the implications for your relationship. Your decision to stay or leave should be based on the life you envision for yourself, independent of the time spent in this relationship. Remember, 
that it is acceptable to choose a path that aligns with your values and allows you to pursue fulfillment and happiness, even if that means moving on alone. That's it for today's show, which was made by me, Alexander King, using GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, and 11 Labs text-to-speech. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a five-star review. Your feedback helps us improve and reach more listeners. See you next time.